Welcome to the How to Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and today I'm beyond honored to have Mr. Dan Purgis. How are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I feel great. I tell you what, I'm so excited to finally at least put you in the face because we talk all the time, but yes. you have an incredible story and some incredible things that you're doing to promote a whole food plant-based diet and help people get well. But I want to start with you and yes. tell us your story of how you came across finding nutrition is actually a very important part of your life. Yes. So I, to begin with, I became a vegetarian when I was 18 years old. Now, not vegan, but vegetarian. Uh, and at that time, I'm, I'm an old fella, and uh, that was in 1968. I'm 68 now. And in those days, uh, even though it was the flower power generation and all that, uh, vegetarian lifestyle was not well known or accepted. And uh, people had a hard time understanding what is a vegetarian and why are you a vegetarian. I became vegetarian. Uh, my, my sister was a nutritionist. And in talking to her, uh, she persuaded me that it was a healthier way to live. And also there had been some rampant cardiovascular disease in my family on both sides, my mother's side and my father's side. On both sides, everybody died of a heart attack or a stroke, yeah. Yeah. including my parents eventually. And so um, I thought being vegetarian would give me this magic shield, protective barrier against cardiovascular disease. So it was with a great shock that uh, around the, in my early 50s, I found out that I had cardiovascular disease. And when I was um, 62 years old, six years ago, I had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ended up in uh, having uh, angioplasty and a stent. And I was very upset and confused because here I believed that being a vegetarian would protect me from having a heart attack, and it did not. And I tell people that the heart attack was one of the best things that ever happened in my life uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I didn't die, so that was very good. (laughs) And second, that night when I had the angioplasty and the stent inserted, and uh, it was in a an important branch of what's called a circumflex artery. Thankfully, it was a branch. It wasn't the major artery. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was uh, recuperating in the ICU, uh, intensive care unit, I was watching uh, TV. I was watching CNN, and President Bill Clinton was being interviewed by uh, the house doctor on CNN, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Now, Clinton had left the White House. He had lost a lot of weight. This was in uh, uh, 2012. He had lost a lot of weight. And Dr. Gupta was asking him, what's going on with this weight loss? Hmm. And Clinton talked about how a few years after he left the White House, he had had quadruple bypass surgery. And this seemed to help him a lot. 
But he said recently he had begun to experience chest pains again. And he went back to his surgeon, and the surgeon said uh, the nature of his bypass was such that they could not stent those graft vessels uh, anymore. There was nothing they could do for him. And his options were rather limited. And he said he, of course, didn't like to hear that. And he asked his people to research what else was out there that he could look to. And they came across the book Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. And he said, it's an amazing book. He said, you should see this book. You should see the pictures in this book of, of before and after, arteries before and arteries after converting to a plant-based whole foods diet. And he said that he did that. And within 90 days, he lost 30 pounds. Didn't even try, but he was losing weight effortlessly. He lost 30 pounds in 90 days. He said, I don't know if my heart disease has reversed, but he said, I haven't felt this good since I was a teenager. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm in the hospital, you know, having just had a heart attack and having a stent put into my heart. My wife was on the streets looking to buy vegetarian food because the hospital, like so many hospitals today, uh, they have exactly the kind of menu that's designed to put you into the hospital rather than <laughs> take you out of it. And there was no vegetarian entrees or options available, let alone vegan. Mm. And so she was trying to buy me some food. And I called her up and I said, forget the food. Go to, go to the bookstore, get this book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. I got to read it right away. She came back with the book. And we both read it together in my hospital bed. And we both immediately converted to a plant-based whole foods diet. It was like the light bulb went on. And I realized that while it was good that I'd been vegetarian, this was very incomplete. Uh, that dairy, eggs, packaged food, fats and oils had done me in. Mm. And so I immediately uh, converted. And within 60 days, the cardiologists, my cardiologists were having difficulty believing what they were seeing in my blood test results. My cholesterol went crashing down. My uh, bad cholesterol, the LDL, uh, went almost in half. Uh, my uh, C-reactive protein, a marker of inflammation, went from the red zone to the low-risk category in just six weeks. And, and I lost 20 pounds. Hmm. And the cardiologist asked me, what are you doing? What, what's going on here? We, we don't understand this. And I gave them a copy of Dr. Esselstyn's book. And I said, don't you know anything about this? And they shook their heads. They said, we know nothing of this. And these are some of the leading cardiologists in the country. And they had no clue. And I... Uh, I ended up buying a copy of the book and a copy of Forks Over Knives, the DVD, and gave it to every cardiologist in the department. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that began a discussion with those cardiologists, including the chairman of cardiology. This was at NYU Medical Center in New York. 
And I asked them um, what clinical studies have been done comparing a plant-based diet to a control. Mm -hmm. And they came back and said there had never been that they could find a uh, clinical trial where one group was on a plant-based diet and the other group was on, say, a controlled diet like the one recommended by the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said there's no funding for something like that because there's no way to make money off it. So there's no, uh, it's not like a pharmaceutical company or a medical device company will write a check for such a trial. So I offered to write the check. And they, um, we devised a protocol for such a trial. Uh, it it uh, was approved by the NYU board, and we commenced the trial. It it took three years to do the trial. Now participants were only on the diet for eight weeks. They were either on a plant based diet or on uh, the American Heart Association diet for an eight week period. But it took a long time to recruit participants. 95 plus percent of people that had come to NYU with a heart problem, 95% of them said they were not interested in joining the trial, Hmm. which blew my mind. Hmm. Um, And of the 5% that did join, uh, a few had to 1% or 2% dropped out. So we ended up with 100 patients, but it took three years to recruit them. And the 100 patients were randomly put either into the plant-based group or into the American Heart Association group. Uh, The results were quite successful. They showed that um, the people on the plant-based diet after only six weeks had uh, four times the reduction in their C-reactive protein level as compared to the people in the American Heart Association group. And that was quite significant. The Wall Street Journal uh, did a feature article on the trial in uh, December of 2017. And they've submitted it to the Journal of the American Medical Association for publication. Cool, that's amazing. And so now tell us what did that look like your before diet and after so vegetarian means different things so you were eating dairy cheese what were you what is what was your Lots, diet before right. and now what is your diet now okay so before yes i ate lots of cheese i would say i probably had a slice of pizza every other day uh i was very busy in my work i never had time to eat a proper lunch so i just there was a a pizzeria right in the building and i would go down and get one or two slices of pizza and that was lunch Mm. um i um i had a lot of processed packaged foods lots of uh fats in them i tried to be careful i would not eat uh tried to be careful about uh, the type of fats i would gravitate to olive oil say, rather than butter. But -hmm. nonetheless, I was consuming a lot of dairy, a lot of fats and oils, a lot of eggs, a lot of hydrogenated fats, a lot of Mm. packaged foods. I believe that's clearly what did me in. Yeah. So you're kind of like a 
control group number of n of one, yeah. right? Crossover so, so, trial. <laughs> exactly. So now mm-hmm. tell us your diet currently. Well, currently it's mm-hmm. plant-based whole foods. So uh, what's a normal breakfast? People like to know you had reversal of your disease. What are you doing exactly that actually allowed you to do that? Okay. So um, in, um, in the morning, uh, typically I'll have a breakfast of oatmeal, uh, lots of fruit, lots of whole fruit. Um, I also um, uh, flaxseed generous helping of flaxseed, maybe a handful of walnuts. Um, I'm uh, partial to bread, so I'll have uh, whole whole wheat, whole grain bread. I'll have one or two slices. Mm -hmm. And uh, about a year, year and a half ago, I got to know Dr. Brooke Goldner quite well. And uh, we've developed a, a close friendship and uh, Brooke is a big believer in green smoothies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brooke and her family stayed at uh, uh, our homes uh, for various reasons uh, relating to health uh, promotion. And she uh, persuaded us to start making green smoothies. So every morning, uh, my wife and I have a, a generous, uh, probably uh, must be 16 to 24 ounces of green smoothie. So in the green smoothie goes uh, primarily uh, spinach, uh, fruits, whole fruits, bananas Mm -hmm. and such, and flaxseed, and a couple of dates to sweeten it up. Mm -hmm. Got whipped up in a blender, not a juicer, but a blender, so all the fiber is retained. Mm-hmm. And we generally have a couple of glasses of that every morning. Wonderful. Yeah. And then lunch and dinner. Well, you also do a lot of traveling. So I'm curious a lot what, of you, traveling. what yeah. you do with your traveling. How do you go about that? It's very difficult mm-hmm. um, because I'm constantly traveling. And often I don't have time uh, to prepare uh, food. So I will eat out. And I have to be very mindful when I'm eating out. I generally will have a lot of uh, salads, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dressing typically is balsamic vinegar. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and then I'll have some entree with it. And it depends what kind of restaurant I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, uh, I can't say I'm perfect. I'm not. Uh, I'll, I'll cheat and have some pasta. Right. Um, if I can, it'll be whole wheat pasta. If that option isn't available, then it's you know plain uh, white flour pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try and stay as uh, disciplined as I can. Wow, very good. And so now, Mrs. Purdy's. Yes. How she, now? Did she? Do you mind if I ask? She did. She have any benefits from this? Did she notice yes, anything? Quite a few. Yeah. Right. Um, so she, <laughs> she will tell you one of the most important benefits is she looks about 20 years younger than oh, her age. That's right? awesome. All right. Um, but she's also very active. Both of us are very active physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she had, uh, constipation issues. She doesn't have them anymore. That was wow. a big, big problem for her. Wow. Uh, uh, she doesn't have those anymore. 
Uh, she used to have uh, headaches uh, more frequently, doesn't get headaches now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she didn't have any serious uh, medical issues, mm-hmm. but uh, those that I've just described and some other more minor ones. So quality of life actually improved. Yes. Did you notice at your age too, because you're, you're in your 60s, when you're changing your diet, and my oldest patient that I got to convert was 89. So wow. even her had some amazing results. But did you see stamina or you said you were active? Did you see recovery from your sports? Because you're a skier and I know you do a lot of other things. Did you see that change too? Your yes. athletic prowess yes. ability? Absolutely. I was, uh, I love skiing. I ski in Utah at, uh, near 11,000 feet. And just last last week I was skiing four hours straight in a two deep powder day. And that takes mm-hmm. a lot out of you, but I had no issues at all skiing, you know, at that elevation and wow. uh, in deep powder it was terrific. And an endurance race almost basically, because that takes a lot of strength and energy for sure. Yeah. Very cool. So now you also had some other ideas. I know you, so you're funding, you know, innovative research and wanting to share that message through the science, but you had something percolating in the back of your mind, in the mind of a journal. And right. so can you share with us how that kind of sprouted and how it's come to fruition? Sure. Uh, what I've noticed, so uh, because uh, my wife and I funded this clinical trial at NYU Medical Center, plant-based trial, I got to learn a lot about uh, clinical trials, about hospitals, about uh, scientific journals, medical journals, the things that I never knew, right? Mm-hmm. And what I realized, uh, and I read, I like to read. I like to read scientific articles. I like to read anything. And I uh, read a lot of um, peer-reviewed research articles uh, particularly relating to plant-based nutrition. Mm. And I noticed that these articles that were so important were relegated to secondary or tertiary journals. Let me give you an example. Um, I had become quite close to Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn and his wife, Ann Esselstyn, mm-hmm. and I've gotten to know their children, uh, Rip and Jane, and, and they, they stayed at my home uh, mm-hmm. for several days, and my wife and I stayed at Dr. Esselstyn's home as well. And Dr. Esselstyn has done amazing research. He, uh, he invited me to come to, uh, he holds these frequent, I think, monthly seminars at the Cleveland Clinic Wellness uh, Center. And I came there. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned by, by being there is that someone who has had a heart attack or stroke is about 25% of those people that have had a heart attack or stroke are likely to have a second heart attack or stroke within five years. Mm. Right? Uh, that's kind of the national average. And uh, I mean, there's some studies that show a little bit less, some studies that show a little bit higher incidence, but it's around 25%, one out of four. Uh, Dr. Esselstyn published a research article that spoke about 
I think it was 190 people that he had treated. These are people that all had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And they uh, went on his recommended plant-based whole foods diet. And only one had a second heart attack. And that person didn't even stay on the diet. He was the only one who had a second heart attack and tragically died. But he was only on the plant-based diet for a couple of weeks. Mm. Now, under the 25% average, there should have been 40, 50 people out of that group that should have had a second heart attack or stroke. But none of them had it. And he published this article in a uh, peer-reviewed journal mm-hmm. um, uh, that I, I don't even remember the name now, but I walked around, I asked a number of cardiologists, have they ever heard of this journal? Cardiologists had never heard of the journal, let alone of the article. Mm-hmm. So why did such an important finding get relegated into the, you know, uh, secondary tertiary journal that nobody heard of. Right. And I thought this was something wrong with this. I looked at the research that other well-known plant-based physicians have done, important research, and it doesn't get the kind of attention that it should. Mm-hmm. And so at, uh, at the, towards uh, the end of last year, uh, Dr. Scott Stahl, who was the who is the uh, uh, chairman and uh, co-founder of the Plantrition Project. So for those who don't know, the Plantrition Project is a a nonprofit organization with about 30,000 physicians and healthcare professionals in its network that are interested in the benefits of plant-based nutrition. And the Plantrition Project uh, is geared to providing them with education about plant-based nutrition and tools to disseminate that information to their patients. And every year they have uh, a conference uh, that is growing rapidly in popularity. Uh, This year they should have over a thousand physicians and healthcare professionals attending it. And um, I approached him with the idea of launching a new kind of medical journal, peer-reviewed scientific journal of the highest caliber, highest credibility, uh, that would be all about disease reversal. Now, no hospital, no doctor, no clinic will ever use the term disease reversal because, first off, they could be sued if it doesn't really happen. And, And more importantly, they're not able to bring about disease reversal. Disease reversal means the disease is no longer in the body and there are no symptoms. There are no biomarkers for the disease. No medications are needed to to treat the disease and it's not going to come back uh, as long as you stay on the right path. Mm -hmm. And nobody out there in the conventional medical world offers this, right? Um, I, I remember uh, talking to Dr. Goldner and I asked her, how many people have you worked with uh, since you reversed your own disease? She had lupus, very severe lupus, and she reversed it. 
And she said, I've worked with over, I've lost track. She said, I've worked with over 100 people. I said, how many of them experience disease reversal? And she looked at me, she was surprised. She said, all of them. <laughs> when do you ever hear a doctor saying that? You never hear that, right? <laughs> so the idea came to me that we should launch a scientific journal called the Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention. Mm-hmm. And there has never been such a publication before. Uh, and uh, Dr. Stahl thought it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. I offered to co-sponsor the launch of this journal, meaning I'd put up half the money with the Plantrition Project to get this up and running. Mm-hmm. He thought it was a great idea. He took it to his board of directors. They approved it, and we're off and running. One of the first things we did was hired Dr. Lori Marbass. Who is that? Ah, who's that? <laughs> to be the managing editor of the journal. And we're very pleased about that. We're, mm-hmm. and, now we, and now we have Dr. Kim Williams on board as Dr. our editor-in-chief. Yes, he's the editor-in-chief. Dr. Williams was the president of the American College of Cardiology, mm-hmm. which is the association for cardiologists uh, everywhere. There's about over 50,000 cardiologists that are Mm -hmm. members, and they publish uh, something called the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, which is a very highly regarded uh, medical journal. Mm -hmm. And he, he, uh, Dr. Williams, is actually the chief of cardiology at uh, Rush Medical University in Chicago, Mm -hmm. a very prestigious position. And he's... uh, wonderfully agreed to be our editor-in-chief so we're very delighted about that such a delight to work with oh my goodness it's very exciting and we've been able to to recruit an amazing who's who of physicians and researchers (laughs) i mean the top like uh dr richard uh, carmona the 17th surgeon general of the united states Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. William Lee, the president of the Angiogenesis Foundation, mm-hmm. a very important uh, research foundation in cancer, mm-hmm. uh, on and on. Even We've even recruited people who are uh, not plant-based. We wanted mm-hmm. to have physicians, uh, kind of naysayers, on our editorial review board. Mm-hmm. Because if they review, uh, uh, well, for example, uh, a Dr. Edward Fisher, who I asked to join the editorial review board, he's basically the head of cardiovascular research at NYU Medical Center. Very important mm-hmm. position, a full professor at the medical school. He's also the director of the cardiovascular prevention clinic at mm-hmm. NYU. And he... Uh, has agreed to join the editorial review board. Now, Dr. Fisher is not plant-based. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, like many physicians, many physicians will say, yes, eating fresh fruits and vegetables are very important. But that's it. They, they don't go further than that. And he's not plant-based. But if we, for example, are, uh, have an, a research article in the cardiology area, I would want him to peer review it because Mm -hmm. if he says this is a good piece of research, that really Mm -hmm. means something because he's not on our side of the fence, so to speak. Right. That adds a lot of credibility. We're looking at objective, the objective data, basically. We're saying this, this science was done correctly. 
those are good assumptions. They did the correct scientific, um, the statistical analysis, and these are the, the methodology, outcomes. The approach, everything is, and buster. we'll pass it along and publish it. So, absolutely, I think that lends to the credibility and the authenticity and integrity of the journal because that's really what we want to do. We want to just put it all under one house, one umbrella, right? right? Bring right. everyone together. Well, the, so. the idea here is several fold. Mm -hmm. uh, we want the journal, so the official name is the International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention. Long name, uh, <laughs> but not uncommon to have long names in, in the medical journal area. Mm -hmm. um, we want it to be the central repository for almost all research that's done on plant-based whole foods science. Yeah. and nutrition and reversal of disease and prevention of disease. Uh, now, what, what I am saying to physicians is if you can get your research published in the top tier medical mm -hmm. journals, by all means, go ahead and do that. If you can get it into the New England Journal of Medicine or the Journal of the American Medical Association or Lancet or British Medical Journal or, or any of these top drawer medical journals, and it's about plant-based research, by all means, go do it. To my knowledge, there's only been a handful of articles published, plant-based research articles published in those publications. Right. If you can't get it published there, there's only one place you should go, and that's the Journal of Disease Reversal, because everybody will be looking for it there. Right, absolutely. And, right, so that, that's what I'm telling all the physicians I speak to. And the other thing, too, I think, which is very important, which is kind of one of my passions is education. One with physicians, CMEs, we'll be working with that, but guidelines, clinical guidelines as well. How does someone yes. stop someone's diabetes, you know, their medications, or how do we right. wean down? How quickly will this occur? Those are things I had to learn on my own. Also, I started in 2012, early 2012 plant-based, and um, that really shook up my whole foundation of how I practice medicine, so I don't think backwards about it. Um, what was interesting though, too, is we want to prove, you know, actually publish a digest. So the disease yes, reversal and prevention yes. digest. Yeah, so very exciting. This is, I right. get so I get really excited telling people about this, but basically, you know, what we want to do is take that publication and then translate that research into layman's, you know, general terms language. that we yeah, language that everyone can understand and actually you know, dispel myths, share that information, but we'll also be including other lifestyles. So it won't just be nutrition on, you know, stress reduction and sleep hygiene and, right. you know, working with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine to help promote um, all the different facets that actually, you know, create a healthy lifestyle. So it's very, very exciting. And we'll be doing yes. podcast interviews and all sorts of good stuff. Right. So a lot share of things that, that we're doing that, that no journal has done before. For example, mm, nope. uh, the idea of having a, a, a section devoted to patients where right. they tell their own story in right. their own words. Of, yep. of, of, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Every, every week I now get a letter or an email from someone who I've spoken to about plant-based diet uh, reversing a disease that they may have. And they are sending me tearful, thankful emails saying, I can't believe how good I feel. And my disease is gone. I, I received one just this morning. So when I was in Colorado, um, I did, I worked with a friend of mine who's a chef in Aspen, who's a plant-based 
the chef, um, Martin Oswald, he's amazing. He's from Austria. I've never seen anybody cook like he does. But what's incredible was he worked with me in my hospital. So we actually did our own study at our own hospital, little hospital in Western Colorado and Rifle, Colorado. Right. And I had patient, we had 30 patients um, that were employees of the hospital and we did, a, we did it two twice and we had some really successful stories, but one of them continued. So this was six years ago or maybe four or five years ago, maybe it was a little over 2013. So what happened was um, she emailed me. She had um, had some nagging elbow issues that had improved. She actually had testing for rheumatoid arthritis. She had rheumatoid arthritis, but no symptoms. And she's like, I'm sure it was because of the plant-based diet that I never even knew that I would have had. But she goes, I was listening to my podcast, speaking of Brooke Goldner again, this kind of going right. full circle. Um, Brooke was one of, one of my most highly downloaded podcast um, interviews. Her YouTube interviews, um, almost 45,000 views at this wow. point, the one that I interviewed her. And um, what was interesting, she goes, someone, uh, I don't even know how she knew this lady, but maybe a friend of a friend had been diagnosed with lupus. And she goes, you know, I asked her for her email and I sent her, you know, Brooke's information and your, your information and the podcast. And she hadn't heard from her from a year. And then yesterday morning, she received an email saying her lupus completely gone. She had been on chemo drugs. She had had all sorts of problems, just very, very ill and um, completely disease-free since October of last year, lost 108 pounds. Mm. And she just sent me that email. I was like, I'm like, because something I did back four or five years ago, and I was also spurred by a patient, to have that domino effect, to see that is so cool. I mean, yeah. I don't even, I, I had it's no feeling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I call it my veggie crack. It is highly right. addictive. And um, just to well, be a part you're of that. You're talking about rheumatoid arthritis, right? Yes, rheumatoid so arthritis. Can you see this here? That's my new yes. Apple Watch. I don't know how to use it yet, but <laughs> I can do. I can do a tutorial. I have one as well. You do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the Apple Store. This is two weeks ago, and uh -huh. I uh, I bought the watch. Yeah. And the fellow that uh, was dealing with me, a very nice salesman, he was overweight, and somehow, yeah, I always bring it up. Yeah. So how's your health? Right. Mm -hmm. And he says, Oh, I have all these aches and pains in my joints. And I said, so do you have rheumatoid arthritis? And he said, as a matter of fact, I do. And I said, how would you like to get rid of it without, mm -hmm. you know, he told me the medications that he's on the, the standard, you know, chemotherapy drug and the steroids and the, this, that. And I said, try this and see what happens. And he did. I went back uh, just a, couple of days ago, uh, pick up some other equipment. And I saw him there and he couldn't thank me enough. He says, it's been only two weeks. He's lost 12 pounds in two weeks. And he said, I can't believe it. I don't have the aches and pains in two weeks. <laughs> it's amazing. Right? RA and, responds so well to this diet. It's, yes. inc it's incredible. Oh my goodness. But you know what I get a real kick out of? Uh, I, I, I like almost the offbeat diseases. Let me explain mm -hmm. what I mean by that. Um, so we already have heard so many people uh, talking about how they reverse their cardiovascular disease or their lupus or their rheumatoid arthritis or their mm -hmm. cancers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't talk yet about the eating you alive, but we'll- Oh, we'll, we're getting there, uh, yes. We're gonna get there. That's a big but, deal. But the- um, 
there's a lot of examples. But what I really get a kick out of is when I stumble across someone that has a disease that nobody's talked about before. Hmm. And I get them to go on a plant-based diet and there's remarkable improvement. I'll give you one that nobody I've heard of talk about this, uh, but Parkinson's disease. Hmm. It's an inflammatory disease. Now, Parkinson's takes a toll on the nerves, right? It Mm -hmm. creates damage uh, to the actual nerve fibers, Mm -hmm. but, um, and the sheath, but, but uh, I have a very good friend, a close friend who um, has developed Parkinson's and Mm -hmm. he, I persuaded him to try a plant-based diet and he did, but unfortunately he didn't stick with it. But here's Mm -hmm. what happened while he was on the diet, uh, his tremors, which were significant, were visibly reduced. Hmm. And he was able to cut his medication in half. Wow. And, and do very well. And then when he fell off the wagon, so to speak, his tremors came back and he had to increase his medication again. Why did he not uh, stick with it? Uh, why did, well, now he's back on it. <laughs> oh, okay. He had, to, he had to prove to himself that's what it was. He had to prove that that's what it was. Oh, and then geez. something else that, that uh, recently happened that uh, made me laugh. My, a very good friend of my wife's, uh, a longtime friend of hers, uh, has suffered terribly from vertigo. Mm. Uh, frequent vertigo attacks every mm-hmm. week. So bad mm. that she's pretty much restricted to her house. She, she really can't leave. She certainly can't drive. And, and uh, she has vertigo attacks that are awful. She's gone to numerous physicians, especially at John Hopkins Medical Center, and they have plied her full of medications and different procedures and treatments. I, I don't know what they're doing. You know, physical therapy, move your head this way, stand on, I, I don't know what it is that they're putting it through. Mm-hmm. But she said nothing has helped. Mm-hmm. And I'd been after her for a long time, for several years to give this a try. Mm-hmm. And finally, she gave it a try. And she sent after an email to my wife, not to me. And she said, I can't believe it. I've tried it. And I haven't had any vertigo attacks this week. And she ends the email by saying, I hate it when Dan is right. (laughs) (laughs) And we all laughed, but this was a few months ago. And I didn't hear from her anymore or any further. My wife didn't as far as her diet goes. Uh Just last week, she sent me an email this time that said, I can't believe this, that I'm actually writing this. But she said, I stuck to the diet. I stuck to the diet. And she said, I can't believe I don't have vertigo attacks once in a while, but that's it. Hmm. And she said, in addition to that, um, my uh, acid reflux has disappeared and my GERD, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, my cholesterol has gone down by 100 points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was remarkable. Yeah. And she's uh, amazed, right? You know, it just never seems to mess me. So I do telemedicine, and I've been able to share this message from, I have 13 state medical licenses, and so I'm, 
across the country. And I've been sharing this message whenever I can. And I've had patients actually make appointments to say thank you mm. because they've had either GI upset or their allergies went away, their asthma improved, their joint discomfort. And I'm just like, and I've only been doing this for eight months. Now imagine if every physician shared this message. Ugh, How ugh, wonderful would it be? It would, <laughs> we'll get it would, there. Oh, I swear, I pray my life. Well, my daughter's going to medical school. I'm praying that her and her fiance will spur them out. They're both going to be, they're both plant-based going to be doctors. So right. I'm so That's tickled the about that. So, okay. So now da, 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 the big eating you alive. Eating so tell us alive. what's going on there. What is this and what are you going to do? It's fabulous. So, um, uh, at the end of 2016, uh, Eating You Alive was being screened at a theater in New York City. And I went to see it with my wife. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away by it. It's just a phenomenal film. And it, it, the, the, uh, of course, it talks about animal cruelty and the environment and so forth. But the, the thrust of the film is disease reversal. And they show many, many examples, cardio, cardiovascular disease, uh, diabetes, obesity, uh, cancer, different kinds of cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, renal cancer, kidney cancer, um, and other ailments, lupus and so forth, that are reversed through a plant-based whole foods diet. And it's a very... Uh, very well done production. Uh, one of the things that really impressed me about it is that, you know, there's lots of great films out there. Like I said, mm -hmm. Forks Over Knives and, and others. Uh, but generally, these are films that are made by converts to plant-based diets. In Eating You Alive's case, these were professional filmmakers who, right. as a result of filming the story, of, of plant-based whole foods became plant-based whole foods themselves and became converse. So the film is, is very high production value, very high quality. It looks like it's a film that was made by a major studio, uh, but it's all about plant-based whole foods and disease reversal. I was so impressed with the film. Uh, the filmmakers were at the screening. They held a Q&A after the screening. And we ended up talking and we ended up going to a plant-based restaurant uh, right there in Greenwich Village. And we talked and they uh, told me about their need for money for marketing. They had uh, used up their budget making the film. They had no money available to market it. So I offered to lend them money. I lent them money. And my sense was they were terrific uh, filmmakers, but not such great business people. And, uh, and that turned out to be true. And I'm a business person. So we've joined forces and we're working together. And uh, we've got very exciting news. Uh, we've arranged for the film to be screened in 600 theaters on Thursday, April 5th. That's, I'll say it again, Thursday, April 5th at 7 p.m. No matter where you are, it's going to be at 7 o'clock. Uh, and this will actually be the largest screening ever done 
for a plant-based film. It'll be all over the country and we'd like everybody to go and we urge people who are interested in seeing it. All they have to do is go to the website for eatingyoualive.com, eatingyoualive.com, and they will find a section on that website that shows all the theaters that are screening this film by state and by city. And we would urge people as much as possible to buy advanced tickets. We're, we're hearing that uh, many theaters are selling out. So you want to get an advanced ticket, make sure you can, you can see there. Now, even if you've seen the film, you want to go to this event because we have shot a 15-minute featurette that uh, will be uh, appended to the film. I think it comes on before the film starts. So there's going to be uh, material that, that folks have not seen before. That's awesome. Film, right? that's, that's incredible. So, and I will put links to everything, um, to the journal, to Eating You Alive. April 5th, my husband's birthday, so it's going to go well, regardless. Right, right so, way to celebrate. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So um, definitely need to see where it's going to be in the Seattle area for me. And also for those who don't know, my very second I was still very green, wet behind the ears. Interview was with Marilee Jacobs and Paul David uh, Kinnemer, um, who were the producer, filmmakers, filmmakers yeah, directors, um, who I've met in person, just delightful individuals. And they had significant health improvements themselves, which is really yes. fun to yes. talk to them about Paul, that. Paul lost 45 pounds and, and lost a bunch of ailments he had. Mm -hmm. His sister, who had, he told me his sister had rheumatoid arthritis for something like, 30 years. Most of her life, yeah. 20s, most of her life. Mm -hmm. Rheumatoid arthritis went away. Yeah. And just incredible, incredible stories. Absolutely. So, oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And I think that is, it's a really important message to share with people because I like how they took um, multiple segments. They did patients and doctors and lots of different interviews to show this is a very widespread thing. It wasn't just focused on one or two individuals right. but a very widespread information and uh, i've had several friends that are in the film and so i'm excited to see it again it'll be my third time seeing it well i haven't seen the edited version though no, with the featurette no. or anything so right. and, then, um, and there's also celebrities in the film like samuel l jackson and uh penn Gillette of penn and mm -hmm. teller and mm -hmm. uh james cameron the director of uh, avatar and Titan mm -hmm. titanic and a bunch mm -hmm. of sports celebrities Yes. Quite interesting. Yeah. It is fascinating. Oh, I would love I guess I'd love to interview some of those guys. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Eventually we'll, I'll be we'll there. We'll make that happen. We'll get that. We'll get that to happen. <laughs> this is fabulous. So wow. You know, so I always like to talk to people about now you've gone through this for six years. You're obviously passionate. You're you're putting your mouth your money where your mouth is, right? You're saying yeah. this is where it is. You're actually making things happen and helping spur the movement with research too, because that really is you feel and I agree um, that's going to be the a needed seed to get this moving in the medical societies to move us forward, to get this into medical schools. That's where we need to start too, is education. Um, what though, and the, when people are listening, sometimes they're going, hmm, maybe I should do this. What have you learned? Is there any obstacles that you had to overcome? Or was it just like for you, it's a simple switch and I just did this diet, it's no big deal. But was there anything that you feel like advice-wise that really people yes. struggle with? Okay, so let's do a little bit of Zen. 
shall we? Oh, then. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that difficult. So people uh, frequently say, no matter what it is, not a, just about, um, not just about uh, switching their diet or lifestyle, but about uh, any any project or endeavor. They will often say, you know, I'd like to try it, right? You've mm -hmm. heard that expression many yeah, times. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, okay, I think I'll try it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let me show you about trying. Uh, Lori, are you, are you agreeable to be the subject of this experiment? Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. You ready? I've okay. tried many things, right. yes. Very simple. Very simple. <laughs> I'd like you to try and raise your hand. Raise my hand. Try to raise your hand. No, no. What did you do? Raise my hand. You raise your hand. I asked you to try to raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Try. Point, try. You see, the point is right. you either do it or you don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Trying is meaningless. Right. Trying right. means you didn't do it. You're not right. doing it. Right. So you either do it or don't. And, and the idea is you make that commitment, I'm going to do this. Oh. And, you, and you do it. You know, it's right. like standing on the edge of the swimming pool and it's, you know, you're worried about the water being cold and mm -hmm. do you really want to go in? You just say, I'm jumping and you dive right in there and that's it. Right. And, and that is definitely your life motto. That is my life motto. I know a lot of stories about you and that is definitely your life <laughs> motto. He's like, I'll yes. figure it out later, but I'll, let's do I, it. I'm going <laughs> right. I think you're exactly right. And it's really interesting because I love um, studying mindset and positive psychology. And, but there is a book um, I just bought. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to this author's, a Dr. Carol Dweck. She wrote a mindset, the new psychology of success. And it talks about, she's kind of the guru of the mindset. Um, where being aware of what you're doing and those choices will help you commit, right? It's not just, I don't know, ignoring what's causing you to make those choices. And Dr. Doug Lyle has a similar type of philosophy. It's like right. we have certain um, instincts just because we're humans, but it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. We just have to be aware of them and, yes. you know, craft our environment to make it a successful, make those choices. But we're not helpless beings. And that's people try to use excuses and, you know, but I can't because of this and my childhood, blah, 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 right. whatever. My husband doesn't want it, whatever. I tell people, is to give me every excuse. I'm pretty sure I've either run across it or lived it myself. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, I'm ready to help you accomplish it. But it is, it is a decision. It's a simple yeah. decision. So, absolutely. Well, my goodness, this is great. So, is there anything else that we should know about Dan? Um, well, um, uh, as I mentioned, I have, uh, I funded, my wife and I funded this clinical trial at NYU oh, yes. and I have been engaged in many discussions with several different hospitals about funding additional clinical trials for other diseases like rheumatoid arthritis lupus, erectile dysfunction, and so forth, right? Diabetes. And there's a huge need to fund these um, uh, initiatives, these research programs. And um, I'm, my latest project now is to create 
uh, foundation and a charity that will raise money from uh, the public at large and especially from uh, wealthy people who have had the benefit of reversing their disease through plant-based nutrition mm-hmm. and get some serious funding pulled together to right. fund these very worthwhile uh, scientific studies that right. are essential. Because yeah. honestly, I think that's the only way we're ever going to see where we need to even improve upon what we already know, right? So it's right. It's, it's one thing to... I, honestly, it's, this is the one thing I can do. I tell people it's the most powerful thing that I can prescribe is a plant-based diet. You know, my... My prescription pad certainly is important in some cases, you know, antibiotics for infection, right. whatever. But this is truly, it's not a panacea, but it is certainly as close to one as we can get. Um, I, and and, and I, you can't get worse from it. And there's exactly, that's just it. There's no... No adverse uh, side effects. I've had no one have ever, you know, exactly. And so that is just the most incredible thing. It's, it's good for our environment. It's good for our economy. It's good for your long-term health. It's just, it's just so many good things um, yes. that we were made to be and eat. And it's just, it's, uh, yes. So if people who hear this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm creating this organization. It's called the Disease Reversal Association. So if you hear about it, please contribute. It'll yeah, absolutely. A website for it. Okay. It'll, it'll go a long way. We'll have to do a second podcast. Yes, we when will. You're when you're ready. Top and running, right? Yes. <clears throat> to share that information. Wow. Well, I will say, Dan, this has been delightful, and I'm so tickled to actually at least see your face via video at this point. And someday, I'm very sure and soon that we'll meet in person. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> and, um, but I am so delighted to have you on, and thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Thank you. You're Gloria. welcome. Thank you. All right. We'll speak soon. <laughs>